Hello and welcome to the DFS underscore PhD show for today, the 4th of December, Monday Night Football. Remember, you're good enough, you're strong enough, and gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money, but they weren't on our Discord yesterday. A lot of Zach Moss. I didn't see very many screenshots. I, uh, yeah, probably was a little bit too leaning into the chalk, and particularly once we've been seeing this stuff from Sheets, I just wanted to call it to your attention. The chalk is chalkier than it is expected. Look at all this ownership for Tyreek Hill instead of 28.1% projected industry-wide, 45%. Zach Moss, 49%. Nope, 65%. And I thought that I, I thought 49% was fine going into it. But what this tells us is that 150 maxers are trusting their contest sins. And we can we can get around this by adjusting uh certain ownerships based on what we think the field will do. And and maybe we'll be right. Look at these differences of 15, 10%. So if you've got a lean that's 10 or 15% off of what your projections say, change it. You know, I mean, you you could be doing just as well um, as your projections. This was on a classic slate, 15%. So who knows on a, on a showdown slate if it'll be even more? I mean, I would guess so just because the condensation of ownership around a good play would be even more. And that's kind of what's going on here is the, the hypothesis. Still got to figure out exactly how to test that hypothesis. Um, but anyway, so moving on to today's football game. Well, I, I messed around with the projections a little bit. I'll hide these little lineups because I don't think you should probably play the, play the lineups that are here. But um, we've got some fun. So I've got ownership concerns. My ownership concerns are I don't think Jake Browning is going to be 37% owned in the flex. I don't think he's going to be. What, what, are they, what were they predicting for captain? It was outrageous. They were saying 12% captain. I think he'll be like 5% captain. I think people have watched the games. I think they know he's not very good. And I also think their Sims are going to tell them to play Etienne, right? I mean, like, that's what you probably should do in an optimal scenario. So I think we're going to get more Etienne ownership than is projected and less of uh, Browning ownership than is projected. That's not me saying you should do that. It's just saying that's why I think the ownerships will come in. I also think people will downgrade Chase, and I think that's appropriate. So I, I don't really like get to a lot of Chase. I'm just matching that. Uh, but I think people will also condense around Ingram. A lot of the industry has been talking about Ingram. Plus, if you just think about like a grinded out, blowout kind of game, you get a lot of easy check down passes, which is also what we're going to do for buffing tight ends. So that's the only other thing where I appreciably disagree with the projections, just based on a snap count basis. So I don't think that Luke Farrell and Brenton Strange and Evan Ingram are that widely different in um, skill. I think they will be an opportunity, but they're also out there a fair amount each. So this this argument is also applicable to Hudson and Sample and Irv Smith Jr., but maybe even more so, right? In the games with Browning, look at how many points per 100 snaps for these tight ends. They're, they're being limited. You know, each one's only playing about a third of the game, so you're not really seeing it in the final scores. But if one of them, for some reason, got outside snaps or catches a touchdown, you're going to really notice it. And you know who it hasn't been for three weeks? Irv Smith Jr. With, with Browning out there, he hasn't thrown his way yet. And that's not to say that he's not out there running routes. That's not to say that he can't catch the ball if thrown to. It's just saying so far he hasn't. And he's very cheap this week, which is why I bring it up. So Irv Smith Jr. is your punt play for um, the other team. So I think you can give him six points. I don't think he's any worse than Drew Sample. So if you project the snaps he gets to Drew Sample's production for the last couple of weeks, you get him with six points. So I'm going to probably wind up with a little bit more Irv Smith. 
I adjusted Luke Farrell, but he's just way overpriced. You can't possibly get there. But the same argument for backup tight ends boosts Brenton Strange to 2.3. He's just out there. And if he ever caught a pass, he would be optimal. I checked Travion Williams with the same sort of uh, snap count concerns, and, and I was I was happy with what I'm seeing from Saberson there. And I'm happy with the rest of it. I think it's all fine. I think these are the correct projections for most of the players who are going to be out there a lot of the game. Uh, game script-wise, even, like more Etienne, probably. I might, you know, if Chase at 13, yeah, it's probably fine. They're still going to have to throw a lot of passes. Um, you might boost who is the number one tight end for Cincinnati. I guess that's Tanner Hudson or it's Tanner Hudson. What are, and we're, oh, right. But they have that three-way split. Right, right, right. So that's why it's a little bit, he's very low projected. I, I shouldn't project him for less than or uh, Smith, for instance, but I still don't think you get to very much of him. His 12% over. I don't know what y'all are doing. I mean, yeah, he's the starting tight end, but you just saw the rotations. That's, that's a mistake at whatever ownership that is. I also, I left Bengals D in, but took out, or I, le I left both Bengals and Jags D in because I think Jags D is probably optimal. Cincinnati's pretty bad. Uh, okay, so that's why I left them in, a little defensive. All right, so I don't think I have anything more to say about this football slate. Sheets is, oh, right, I'll do the version with no Sheets as rule. That's the geo mean of ownership less than 19, which is to say you're, you're expecting under five in a big tournament if you do a significant salary uh, reduction alongside that. You can uh, build out your own geo mean sheet, by the way, to double check. I just added this for the two gamer for later because it's, you know, we still have to consider duplicates and playing chalk and stuff in that, um, in that environment. All right. Um, but yeah, that's all I got to say. If, oh, yeah. Right. Let me tell you the non-sheets rule. If you wanted to play just the chalk lineups, you're playing a satellites, you're trying to win the satellites, you play Travis Etienne as captain. Easy. I mean, he's the optimal captain. You should play him as captain. <laughs> That's my I, easy as that game script wise, opportunity wise, just do it. Um, and then you're running back both quarterbacks, I assume. Jaguars D. All right. 80% Jaguars D. I'm not as confident in that. 30% Jags D is just enough for me even in the situation where we are like not considering ownership. Uh, yeah. Trevor Lawrence, not as much. Where is Browning? Wow. 15% Browning in the optimal in the, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's right. I mean, he's still a quarterback. I think that people, yeah, whatever that is, uh, is probably sending people the wrong direction. But I mean, I have also said, I think 25% ownership for Browning, and this is how you get there. You get there by running the optimizer without ownership adjustments um, and without considering the geometric mean of ownership and long-term uh, long-term success rates for quarterbacks. And basically like Browning's, oh, he's not good. I know he's not good, but look at the price difference. He's 8,800. Trevor Lawrence, $2,000 more. He can do 80% as good as Trevor Lawrence and be optimal over Trevor Lawrence, you know, like, and that argument applies for a lot of these other similar salary guys. Like, yeah, Chase, no, I wouldn't take Chase over Browning. No, I wouldn't take Calvin Ridley over Browning. I think he has a, a higher floor than both those guys and probably a higher ceiling. Yeah, dialing that back. Um, obviously not a higher ceiling than either of those guys. Okay, uh, but that is all I got to say about the slate. Play those weird backup tight ends if you want to, but it's probably too cute for like a simple single entry or something. But for, you know, big GPPs trying to win $500,000, that's where you win it. 
just like you saw yesterday. I don't know if it actually held in the final lineup given the the drive, but it was a four or five way split. So I'm imagining either the Noah Gray touchdown or the Sims touchdown would have mattered. And if you watched the video yesterday, right, what did I say to do if DeGuara was out? I said Sims was a solid value and that you should have some Sims. So hopefully you listened and hopefully today you play Irv Smith or whatever the equivalent ridiculous play is. Honestly, yeah, pretty similar play. Irv Smith, and there's one more guy. Who's the other guy? Irv Smith and Brenton Strange. One or the other of those guys is going to win somebody $500,000 today. It's probably not going to be me. I'm not going to play that much of that contest with basketball back. But, uh, you know, it could be you guys. I'm gonna, I'll, And I could win $40,000, whatever's in the $3 tournament. So remember, you're good enough. You're strong enough. And gosh darn it, someone's got to win that money. Might as well be us.